Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. Hello, happy Thursday. Welcome to Two Guys Named Chris here on Iowa Everywhere. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery, and we are in the Channel Seed Studios. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined, as always, by Chris Hassel. Matt Van Winkle is the production king of the program. I hope it's nice there. It is absolutely brutal here in Iowa today. It's like... You guys yo-yo back and forth more than uh, yo-yo ma. Just dropped Cammy off at school. And it's just, it's been pouring all night, and it's like 40 degrees now. It's absolutely brutal out there. It's uh, clear blue skies here. I just took Nori to the park. Um, it's about 72 degrees, no humidity. All good. All good in the hood. All good, brother. Oh, You're such an elitist. Happy 420, man. Yeah. Poke that some bitch up. Can y'all do that? And you can't do that in Florida. That's a very conservative state. They don't let you do that, do they? Um, honestly, I don't know. I know that I know of some people who can go to the dispensaries and get stuff because they're um, like medicinal. I guess if you call it that. Uh, I I pass a hot place uh, on the way to and from Starbucks but I don't know like that's, I don't think I can just walk in and get it that's probably not THC I don't see I, I don't are you a big pot guy no but Ben I know Wink you a big pot guy no the first time I had anything was with Williams and, and Miller it was a gummy <laughs> and Vegas <laughs> oh, oh Miller got you going oh baby we had a gummy in Vegas. It was a good time. So I've um, I've never had well. There's like had the a CBD oils and stuff like that. That's probably what you go by every day. I what does that even mean? Is that well? Isn't that yeah, used for like pain relief? Yeah, like stuff like that. But, Did you? Uh, uh, so what? What about like token up? When's the last time you toked up? Oh, long time. Yeah, I'm not really I, into it. Honestly, I don't. It's not. I had a. It's not for me. It's not my. It's not my jam. I had a really bad experience in high school with pot. Okay. Um, it was. Uh, Would you like hallucinate? Uh, I wish it was just that. Oh, <laughs> shit your pants. It was. <laughs> it was a Friday afternoon and. I don't know. My dad was gone. My friends came over, and this like real loose connection of ours, who supplied all the joints that day, the weed was man. also there. And um, it was before a sub-state basketball game. We had a really good basketball team at Muscatine, and uh, I was really looking forward to going to the game that night. So the friends came over before the game, and we just start. Just smoking. Just smoking. We were in the house, too, for some... I remember we had a fan. We had a box fan going, trying to blow it out the window. Seems like a terrible idea. Oh, my God. So, I end up... And I had smoked a few times before, but not this much. I was probably 16 at the time. God, you started young. Jeez. I, I started freaking out i mean freaking i remember like in my peripheral vision is what was affected the most like i'd i if i walked around my feet looked like they were 20 feet long and so like i'm i'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and i'm especially at that time a major hypochondriac and then of course the guy who supplied the pot he goes 
Yeah, last week on this same batch, one of my friends actually got really sick and had to go to the <laughs> hospital. And so I made the executive decision to have one of my best friends drive me to the emergency room. And he's like, no, I'm not driving you to the emergency room. That's a terrible idea. You're fine. I physically forced him to drive me to the emergency room because I thought I was dying from smoking pot. So he reluctantly drives me to the Muscatine emergency room. Basically, it's like you see in a movie where the guy driving the car just kicks the passenger out the door at the entrance. So I, (laughs) he speeds off and I'm like wobbling up. I see a wheelchair, a vacant wheelchair just outside the door. I sit in it and I wheel myself into the emergency room. That's there for like pregnant people yeah. who are like going into labor or, and it's just you all toked out of your mind. And, I, and, and they're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I think I'm dying. Like, where are your parents? Like, I don't know. They're not around. <laughs> they had to get a hold of my parents to um, admit me. And so my parents are like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? They get there. <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. I think I'm dying. <laughs> and the doctor runs a few tests. And then he pulls me aside. He goes, is there something you want to tell your parents before I have to? <laughs> and by that time, I actually started to feel good. Like I was past my dying stage. And I was into the, I'm just really high and I feel great. <laughs> So I had to tell my mom that I'm just really high. She was relieved. She was very relieved. Yeah, because you weren't actually dying. She thought you were dying there for about 10 minutes. But she was also pissed. And think about the money that I made them spend, too. Yeah, ER visits are expensive. I was there for like three hours. And this is, Matt, Matt Sampson goes, this can't be a real story. It is a real story. If my dad was still here, he what would was attest Don's to reaction? it. He was f- just furious. And of it course, they like, they grounded me. I couldn't go to the basketball game that night, I feel obviously. Like there's a lot of bad things that happened to you prior to basketball games. I was, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was a bad seed as a, as a high schooler. I was just, I was so bored all the time. Yeah. I, I would just do stupid shit just to have something to do. And it wasn't until I got to college that I kind of shaped up. Good for you. You, you you've made something of yourself, son. <laughs> yeah, my you parents on national television now. Especially my dad, he did not expect me to uh I think he thought I'd be working for him at the golf course my whole life. I so yeah, the the whole like bad batch thing. We were in Jamaica 2 Januarys ago and I didn't touch anything down there but i was talking to some people there on the beach like who who work there and they're like oh basically like the concierge who's like showing you around when you get there and this guy was like yeah whatever you do do not buy brownies or anything from the guys walking up and down the beach <laughs> he's like because like he's like their weed is like 10 times more point potent than what you guys do in the United States and he's like yeah we had this one couple they were literally in bed for like two days when they <laughs> came down here on their vacation because they split a brownie that th- they bought from some guy on the beach oh it's good stuff yeah oh. I don't really I, I, wow, I don't look. mind doing like a, a gummy Van uh, Wink just uh, pulled up whoa, my look at this guy that is, is it, my is sophomore year showed picture. up to the oh okay that would have been about a year before uh, I got into the pot, um, <laughs> I that was the summer that I shaved my eyebrows and frosted my tips. And the one pride Hawkeye makes a good point. He says, "Sounds like Hassel Hassel should have spent some time in Clorinda's child prison." <laughs> that's probably if I was on that side of the state, that's probably where I would have ended up. My dad didn't know what the hell to do with me. I mean, it was a mess. My mom didn't either. 
I was a bad seed. <laughs> I was a bad seedsman. Matt says, definitely not a channel seed. Mm-mm. Those are good seeds. Yeah, from bad seed to sponsored by channel seed. How about Chris Shipley? Says, I once got so drunk, I threw up so bad that my mom was at the door asking if I was okay. Went to my dad and was going to call the ambulance. Dad told her I had been drinking and her sympathy was over. <laughs> he said, I threw up so bad, blood vessels around my eyes look like I had two black eyes. You know, you live God. and you learn, folks. You live and you learn. I, I feel like the people that were allowed, well, some of them anyway, were allowed to make those mistakes, kind of taught themselves like me. I taught myself, you know what? Pot's not for me. First time I ever like really drank, I never touched anything in high school. And I drank a bottle of Andre champagne. And then, do you know what Juarez tequila is? It's like the shittiest tequila. It's like Hawkeye vodka. I had no idea what I was doing because I had never done it before. I mix Juarez tequila with Mountain Dew. Oh my God. And what, you said you were in the, college? Yeah, sophomore year of college. You didn't drink all throughout high school no. or your freshman year of college? Not really, no. Who the hell are you? What did you A do freshman seat. year of college? I was a nerd. I read Not, a lot. So I, 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 I think I had my a lot first, of video games. I, we stole a beer out of my dad's fridge. I think I was 13 or 14. In between two of us, we couldn't even drink half of it. And it was a bush light. It was so, we hated it. The nectar of the gods? You, don't, you didn't like oh, it? It was, it was so bad. It was so bad. First beer I ever tried was Heineken. <laughs> That's why I have such a visceral response. There you go. When you got a Heineken at Circa that one time, and I was just like, ah. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, do not but, but, mix Juarez tequila with Mountain Dew. That is a pro tip now. I went to a party in high school, thought it was so cool, and they just had like cases of beer. And when I left the party, I, I just stuck one in my pocket and I brought it home and I kept it in my closet and I thought I was a, a total badass and it was like oh a natty light God. or something. <laughs> it was so gross. I uh, like Van Winkle's going to those like parties like you see on TV his California parties, you know, like American pie. It's these like unrealistic oh, yeah. drinking parties, mm -hmm. like these high school kids. And there's a pool. There's just unlimited alcohol. Half and of there's them a, remember I went to high school in Ames. So uh, I wasn't in California then, but okay. Probably would have been oh, my scene. Oh, after hearing these stories though, about me and my high school escapades, I think this will blow your mind. I did not have a sip of alcohol from when I was 17 years old to when I was 25 years old. Didn't drink at all in college. Just because you were over it? Mm-hmm. See, that's the problem. too much trouble. Well, that's the problem I had. I didn't touch it, and I never got into any trouble, and then I discovered this thing called beer, <laughs> and I just lost my damn mind. It's all I wanted to do. Ah! I spent so much time on Welch Avenue in college. Like, it was just ridiculous. But here I am. Sitting Bald next and to beautiful. Nationally acclaimed sportscaster, Chris Hassel. An Emmy. Are you an Emmy winner or were you just nominated, Matt? There's a difference. I was nominated. Okay. Didn't win. So you're a well, runner up for an Emmy. Yeah. We uh our our coaches bits, you know, the stuff that I did for CBS last year where we pretended to be coaches in the coaching box. Like I was the Iowa punt coordinator that is nominated for a Webby, which is an Ooh. Emmy for, uh, things that are on the web. Basically. I've heard of that. Good for you. You've heard of Webby's? Yeah, okay. I have actually. Good. Good. Yeah. Well, happy right, 420. Uh, before we dig into some actual topics today, we, that was totally impromptu. Which is fine. It's it's the off season. What are you talking are about? Things? I sent you my ideas last night, and at the very top, it said four twenty. Are you a big pot guy? <laughs> I guess you did. I didn't think we'd spend fifteen minutes on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's here's my problem with pot. It's like when I drink a beer, I know what I'm gonna get, mm -hmm. right? It's, 
I know exactly how my body's going to react to a bush light. Like if I, so like usually if I do a gummy, it doesn't matter. I always split it in half. Like, cause I, right. I always would split it in half, but it's like your body reacts so differently to the different like kinds and stuff. And I just don't know enough about it. You know what I'm saying? Do you ever do the, the uh, pot anal suppositories? Today's show is presented by our friends at West Glen. Go out and get yourself a cold beer. Out at West Glen, you go out to the rooftop. Now, today would not be a good rooftop day uh, out at West Glen. But they really do. It's a it's a lovely area of town. It used to, it used to be where Chris Hassel used to dine and... Used uh, to live did, over there. I, I, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment at the Turtle Creek Apartments for five years with my wife. That's where you lived? Yeah. Well, it it really has grown up nicely, and it's a nice. You kind of feel like when you drive out there, you know, when you're an East Side guy like me, it's like you're going on a vacation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, when I'm going out to West Glen, we got all these nice restaurants. I was looking for, I was looking for, you know, you know me, I'm an elitist. I, I grew up on the uh, on the good side of Muscatine. I was a Muscatine elitist. I, I needed to live on the good side of West Des Moines, so we found the good old Turtle Creek Apartments. Look at John Miller, always watching. Good to have you uh, in the comment section, John. How many ways can Hassel bring anal probing into the convo? Hamsters, anal pot suppositories. Now, come on, John. You're gonna, you mean to tell me you've never had an anal pot suppository? It reminds me of Miller's old co-host, Steve Dace. He always talked about things in the ass. What? Yes, always. What do you mean? Miller could probably comment like in on what it. way? Um, the bad way. Well, like what do you mean the bad way? Uh, sexually. So he would on the radio. He, he brings it up all the time. He still does. Getting, What's the word he uses? He he says it all the time. So that means you still listen to him? N- no, I don't anymore. Uh, Bloom and I always joke like it's like a drinking game. Every time Steve Day says this word about something in the butt that you have what, to take what does he how does he how does he bring it up like does he mean like if he's talking about Iowa getting smoked by Michigan does he say like Iowa took it in the ass from Michigan is that <laughs> no there's like a you know how Dace will just like try and he's talk such a religious head. guy <laughs> I mean, it just surprises me that it's because Dace of he all doesn't would... it's because he doesn't think gay people should be able to together so he's like kind of throwing it in their face by using this word i forgot what the word is anyways so he probably doesn't also he doesn't think straight people should do that either huh i i don't think so no i i would i wonder how he feels about anal pot suppositories (laughs) we should ask him sodomy that's what it is thank you you couldn't think of sodomy no sodomy is so he would say like oh Dace Iowa State got like, sodomized by Kansas State last night. Is Dace that what he would says say? that word more than any human on the planet. <laughs> yeah, sodomy is what why. you say when you're trying to make it sound like it's illegal, you know. Uh, anyways. Uh, I hear also, the, that his movie is actually really good. I haven't seen it. I've, it got I, I would like to see Pretty it. good reviews. I don't know what it's about other than something about Christianity. I I think it doesn't interest yeah. me, but I hear the movie's really good. Nefarious well is what it's called. Yeah. I do not know, but yeah, I've seen it's gotten really good reviews. So it, it, it is sodomizing Steve. the box office right now. <laughs> God, this show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wanted to talk about, well, you know what? We're going to move quickly to some actual sports topics. And then, because the rest of the show is going to be a damn disaster, too. You guys probably like it that way. I really had one real sports topic to touch on today. 
and that's Brock Purdy and the 49ers mm-hmm. looking pretty good for him. Now, uh, I might bring Matt 49ers insider in, but it so like two days ago, there were like rumors going around that Brock wasn't even going to play next year, which I thought was odd. It was opposite of everything I had been hearing. Well, wasn't it, it was based on what he said. Didn't he say, I don't know yeah. if I'm going to be able to play this year? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, you, I but think it, he was on a podcast or something and it said that something like, if I'm able to play this season or I think he was in 2023. Yeah. Like, I think he was just setting like expectations. That's how I understood it at least. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know how it is, all the aggregating happens and then there's 50 blogs out there. Brock Purdy may not be able to play. Well, so yesterday, uh, Ian Rappaport reports that really the 49ers are seriously fielding calls for Trey Lance. Uh, one of the teams out there is my Minnesota Vikings, who I'm 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 really intrigued here when it comes to this. But they're already letting Garoppolo go. If they're fielding serious trade rumors for Trey Lance, like this is a really good sign for Brock, and also it'd be a great haul for the 49ers too, because now you're going to have a guy on a rookie contract for a couple more years in Brock, and you're going to get a nice haul for Lance. And Are like, you? What are you going to get for him? What do you think you'll get for Trey Lance? They'd probably get a, a couple second rounders, maybe maybe a first rounder, just Boy, based on yeah, you're gonna get a, how young he is. Th- this story I, I didn't... Get, I, go ahead, go I ahead. would guess a second or a third round pick. That's it? That's just my guess. I then if I'm the Vikings, I'm all round. in on this. Because the Vikings are always too good to get like an elite level young quarterback and they're because they're never bad enough to get that like they're always just right in football hell. What makes like, you think Trey Lance is going to be anything? I don't know. I don't know, Chris, but I know that Kirk Cousins and what they pay him isn't gonna be the answer. And if you can get Lance to come in and sit for a year behind Cousins and then you just let Cousins go after this year and he can go off and sign with whoever the hell he wants, it's better than what you're gonna get because right now they're either going to have to sign like a free agent. So you're talking Garoppolo, Baker, Mayfield. Good quarterbacks don't hit the market, like the really mm-hmm. good ones. Yeah. Or you're right. going to have to get lucky in like the second or third round on a guy. And I'd rather take my chances and trade a couple of three or four draft picks for Trey Lance, who is good enough that the 49ers wanted to trade up and draft him third, right? He was a high-level draft pick in hope that after a few years he can develop into this guy. Like, So I, I hope they do this. And the 49ers this year don't have a pick until the late third round, which, I mean, you'll get some good players in there, but I think you made a good point, Chris, that the Niners could deal him and get some really high-level players right now. They already have a good team to begin with, but, man, if they could... Well, because that was the whole commentary on Brock last mm-hmm. year. It's like, oh, he's got this loaded team around him. Well, no mm-hmm. shit. That's what makes it like a great spot for a quarterback because you yeah. don't have to be Tom Brady to win in San Francisco because the rest of their roster is so loaded. And the it, Niners also picked up Sam Darnold uh, in the offseason as their third string or mm-hmm. potentially second string. I, I think they feel really good about him as well. I mean, Obviously, the training camp coming up. As but a backup. Yeah. As a backup. But, I mean, he's he's hasn't proven that he's been great in the NFL, but he's a serviceable guy. He could get you some time until Brock comes back if they Especially deal Especially with that roster. Like, I I think there is truth to it. If Brock, if you would have thrown Brock Purdy with the Bears, he wouldn't have looked as good. Right? Like, there's oh, some sure. reality yeah. to that. But I, so. I don't know. I just, I, I don't have much faith in Trey Lance. I don't, I don't think he's... I don't think he's worth more than a second-round pick at most. I just think there's too much unknown out there. Look at it from my angle, okay? No, no, I I think from your angle, if you don't have to give up much, you can take a flyer on him, see if you can develop him, see if it works. I think from your angle, as a Vikings fan, great. But I wouldn't give up up a first-round pick for the guy. Yeah, I don't know if I would do that either. That seems like a lot, but... It's tough for me too as a Niners future. fan to see him go after, you know, they they gave up so much to get him. Right. And I mean they who knows if Brock is going to be better. You know, this is a this is a pretty intensive surgery. I w- I want to see him prove it until they I, they yeah, get rid of really, their top capital. 
it's not really fair to, in my mind, like, I don't think we know about Trey Lance. This was my big Well, knock here's on what him. we do know, that he can't stay healthy at the very least. Correct. That's a good point. This is what made me worry about, like, we just saw him play a little bit of FCS football, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't even like he was this proven college guy going to the pro. So I guess my like optimistic view on it is you're you're right, Chris. He's been he's been hurt. Now hopefully that's not just his thing, and it, and it very well could be. But if it's not, like man, you've got a super raw guy who's been developed by Kyle Shanahan, and now you go to Kevin O'Connell, another young offensive guy. Like I, for as a Vikings fan, I hope they roll the dice because you you're not going to win. Like Cousins is fine. They're going to keep finishing middle of the pack. NFC with first round exits. I'll tell you that right now. As long as he's the quarterback, that's where they're going to be. They got to to take the next step. They've got to move on from him, get cheaper at quarterback, and make the rest of that roster better. Matt, uh, I think you'd be interested in this little uh, rumor that I heard yesterday. Not sure if there's any truth to it or not, but uh, I heard from a coworker. And this is not uh, being reported or anything that the Niners are actively trying to trade for Lamar Jackson. Hmm. Thoughts? Oh. When well when he announced that he didn't want to come back to the Ravens, that was kind of the big talk is that he could end up in San Francisco. I I wouldn't do it if I were the Niners right I now. I wouldn't either. No. I mean, everything you'd have to give up and everything you'd have to pay him. Yeah. Doesn't it feel like, too, he's just a really good fit in Baltimore? Other than the fact that he doesn't want to be there. But, like, he... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, Shanahan... Like, I don't know if he's a good fit with Shanahan and what they're trying to do. Like, the... the Well, isn't he kind of what what they wanted Trey Lance to be? Yeah, maybe. I don't know exactly what they wanted Trey Lance to be. Exactly what they wanted him to be. And that's how he got injured. He escaped the pocket, got tackled, think, and like, hurt his they're leg. They're so good around him. Like you don't need a guy who I don't know. Like, to me, I, I think that they have the secret sauce right now. They're cheap at quarterback, and they're elite everywhere else. Like I don't know why they would trade for him and spend what? Are, what are you going to spend? Forty million for him as your quarterback? Thirty-five million? What? What? Well, Lamar Jackson says that he is not going to take anything less than Deshaun Watson in guaranteed money. That's insane. Be, yeah, well, that, no. that's why the the, the report not. from, I think it was Rappaport said that, that that the Ravens offered him $200 million and that wasn't enough for him. I, wouldn't want, guys, I, I would not want to mess with it. I mean, if what Purdy did, I, I think if he's going to be healthy, at least at some point middle or early in the season – ride with him again is is there and i know i sound like a broken record i've been talking about this for seven or eight years now chris on the national scene though when you talk to these nfl like gurus are you feeling the momentum that these teams are now going to only pay top dollar for the elite of the elite instead of chasing like they've been doing for the last 10 years trying to find the next patrick mahomes because it like I don't think the Vikings now in this NFL would pay Kirk Cousins what they did coming off the Case Keenum year. That's what I was going to ask. You mean like less of the let's pay Kirk Cousins like a top five quarterback? I mean, at the time, he was the highest paid quarterback when they originally. Yeah, that deal. That deal. Everything up with the guaranteed money. The problem is if you have a quarterback who you think you want to ride with, if you're going to sign him, you have to make him at least a top three paid quarterback in the league or they're not going to sign it I mean it's just it's incredible what these guys go for but I I think I think you might be right like th- there's got to be there can't be 15 highest paid quarterbacks in the league there, there needs to be you know the Mahomes the Josh Allens the Joe Burrows and hey if, if you want to pay one of these other guys it can't be for an insane contract like these guys they have to start working this down where, okay, you're Kirk Cousins. You're not going to break the bank here. We'll sign you to a couple years at $20 million a year. But it doesn't work that way anymore. 
and I don't know how you get away from that. Because somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to, somebody like a Washington who's just desperate, they will do it. I just wonder if we're in like a middle of a movement here, similar to what we saw with running backs 10, 15 years ago when they started splitting time, right? Man. Where I'm not saying it devalues the quarterback situation because that's stupid. Quarterbacks are incredibly, but I, I, if you look around, like the Eagles with Hurts on a rookie contract, with Purdy and the Niners on a rookie contract, like we see this more and more. Remember when freaking what's his name in the Jets, Sanchez, Mark Sanchez on a rookie contract got, what did they get to the AFC championship game that year? I just think it's more realistic for most teams unless you kind of get lucky, and that's really what it is, and you get a Mahomes, you get an Allen, you get a Burrow. I don't know. But then Hertz they okay, they did it with Hertz, yeah, right? And now they're going to pay him. And they just yeah. paid him. They just yeah. made him he's making you 51 million point. a year. You have to at that point. I agree. Like if he I just, but maybe they're not going to be as successful now like, cuz Hertz is mm-hmm. a really really nice player. We'd all want him on our team. But if he doesn't the have Chiefs as good have of a been able to around. do it. The Chiefs have been able to sustain success, but I think they have the best quarterback in the league. The best tight end of all time. Maybe the best coach in the league. I think as he's well. the best coach. So can anybody else do that? I don't I don't know. And it was brilliant what they did with Tyreek Hill. Like everybody criticized him at the mm-hmm. time, but unload that salary and use it to load up elsewhere. Like mm-hmm. and you had Mahomes, correct me if I'm wrong, you would be better on this than me, but didn't he sign a pretty team friendly that was backloaded? He did. Yeah. yeah. Very team friendly deal. A really long term deal that was team friendly. That is is helping them out right now, and yeah, not and every quarterback is going to do that. Too. Like you think Lamar Jackson is going to do that? No. Well, and you had Brady doing that for ten years at the mm-hmm. with the Patriots. That's that's huge if you can get a guy to do that. All right, well that that's good good stuff right there. I I'm fascinated by this to see what Shanahan and the the Forty ers end up doing there. Obviously watching it for Brock as well. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Channel Seed. We're in the Channel Seed studios. Did you know how many... Uh, I'm not even going to ask you because you're not going to... Wait, you're not seed trivia? Know. I'm all about seed trivia. You want Bring seed it. trivia? Seed trivia. How many pounds of field corn are Iowa corn farmers responsible for every year? How many pounds of field corn? Are we going to do this in tons? Yeah. Tons? Three billion tons. No. 128 billion. Wow. That that's pounds too. Wait. Well, you is told LB, me it was in tons. LB That's pounds. That's pounds. Yeah, yeah. So pounds. 128 wait, wait, wait. billion. So now pounds. I've got to rethink here. Yeah, it's pounds. Look at that. Look at the hard work so that I our said Iowa three corn billion farmers tons. Is it a ton? I don't know. 2000. We got to make this into a metrics thing. We're just trying to give a shout out to the great farmers here in the state of Iowa from our friends at Channel Seed. All right. We don't got to turn this into a metrics conversation hassle. I just thought we'd have a little bit of fun. How many farms do you think are in Iowa? I mean, I'm, there, there's a lot of big ones, right, that have kind of taken over smaller ones throughout the yeah, years. Yeah, that's, that's happened around. Yep, yep. Um, well, there's 99 counties. I'm going to go with 6,700 farms. Oh, God, you couldn't have been more far off over yeah matt you win this is from our friends at channels channel seed Eighty-seven thousand farms in iowa Eighty-seven thousand. i wonder what they consider a farm though yeah that's <laughs> that what means I like individual plots of land that belong yeah, to I mean, certain people you don't people. necessarily have to be doing crops like can one either. company you can, you own can several different farms like i consider if it's one company that's one farm No, I don't. I don't consider that. I, it's multiple farms. So, if like one company, let's say your company, do you get a check from Viacom or actually CBS? Paramount. Paramount. Okay, so Paramount has CBS. Paramount has its Paramount Channel. Paramount. You know, it's all these different companies lot. within Showtime. it. Showtime. Yeah. So one one company could own multiple farms because this farm is doing hogs. This farm is huge on. You know, crops. No, but what I'm farm. talking about is if it's if if there was at one time ten farms that were all kind of next to each other, 
and then one company bought all that land. That's one farm. Yeah, I reckon that'd be the one. Yeah. But the farms could do different things that are managed by different people, which makes them little. Okay. Well. Farmer Appreciation presented by our friends at Channel C. Listen to that. We know a lot. We are good. We're good with the farm stuff. It is not good planting weather right now. It is brutal out there. And they actually, so you know, I was going to I was gonna go to Knoxville Raceway with our buddy Blake Anderson this weekend. No, no, really? I was going to, and they canceled the races because the wind chill is going to be so bad over the weekend. These spring games are going to be brutal. It's going to be like 30 degree wind chill. It's awful. This is going to be a terrible weekend in Iowa. I was talking to Andy Fails, I think it was a week ago today, and he's like, yep, this is what it's all about. This is why I live here. Days like this. You don't get that in Florida. Today, see this conversation. it's beautiful. We've got fresh new growth, fresh flowers, fresh everything. It's, and then the next day, it was like 30 degrees and flurries. I say, yes, that's why you shut your mouth. Don't gloat. About the weather when you're in Iowa, don't do it because it's hey, going to come back. Hey, speaking of fails, you. you bring up yep. fails. So Murphy's on his 16th vacation of the year. <laughs> Does anybody post more on social media when they're on vacation than Keith? My God, and it, I know he works really hard. Like Keith is one of the hardest working humans I know. He works on vacation on these social media <laughs> posts. So he did the picture yesterday, and you and I it caught both of our attention. Oh my god, I can't, I can't believe this. I, he he posts in England, men's porta potties at games are often open at both ends. Lines move faster, but again, open. What do you think? And he posts a picture. He has like his wife take a picture of himself pissing in a urinal trough. That's not Keith in there pissing. That's some mean? old English man. Because That's my Keith. Re- Look at him. No, it's not. Yes, it that is. That is Can not you zoom Keith. zoom in on that? It looks just like him. Because I responded to him. I go, I think that you almost took a picture of an old man's junk and put it on Twitter. And what did that he was say? Mar- he said, no, he took great it would be care his not junk. to. That is not Keith. That guy's what did he say to you? Old. I took great care what? Not to show it? See? That's Keith. No. Look at it. Looks just that like him. That is not Keith Murphy. He's got That's gray like an eighty-year-old man. And glasses. Look at how old that man is. That is not Keith. Absolutely not Murph. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that guy's Wait, like eighty. Can you can you tilt down just a little bit? Can you see any tip? Can you see any stream? I see a hand. Yeah. I how do you Keith think? That, right. How do you think that this old man feels? But why? Yeah, right. Some like, Iowa sportscasters. That guy could probably sue Keith. Photographing that. him, taking a leak. I thought, I really thought that was Keith. No, hey, Jenny. He just took Jenny, a picture can, of the man peeing. Take a picture of me taking a piss inside this open porta potty trough. <laughs> and it looks like he's having a hell of a time. I'm happy. But for so, him. so it's an open. So I, I just assume it's an open porta potty trough so that you can fit multiple people in there. So what's old boy doing? Just sit standing outside looking at him. That guy is standing right outside. There's a spot. He's just for waiting him, to go. And he's waiting. So what's the point of it then? If you can't if you're gonna have multiple people in there. I don't know. Uh again, my takeaway from this is that Murphy awkwardly almost got that guy's penis on on his Twitter feed. So are these porta potties just all around England or are these at like a sporting event? Like I'd be okay with this at a sporting event. You know, if they were just kind of on the, well, the perimeter. Yeah, he says at games. Oh, games. Okay. I don't know why that other guy just doesn't slide in there and go to, though. Like, I mean, there's there's clearly room for both it's of like them. like a Wrigley. You're sitting there staring to... at it anyways. Just go. How about the guy, if there's a line of urinals, and I have a guy like this at work. There's a line of urinals. Let's just say five of them. And you're on the far left. And a guy comes in, there's nobody else. There's nobody else at the urinals. And he goes to the one right next to you. And he's yeah, not like awkward. a it's not like you guys are friends and it's just, you know, you're doing it to be yeah. funny. He and then he just lets one loose. Have you as ever soon as it starts coming out? Oh, he just farts? Oh yeah. 
It's unbelievable. Have you ever done that where you go up to a in a porta potty or in a, not a porta potty, but a public bathroom, and you do that, and then the guy peeing next to you recognizes you? Hey, <laughs> aren't you Chris Williams? And it's and it's kind of awkward because it's like ah, I'd I'd love to shake your I'd, hand. I'd like, shake I'd your love hand to say right hi now, to you, but, but this is like not exactly the time to introduce yourself, man. Somebody was telling me a story about they were that that sort of thing happened to them and they wanted a selfie with that person in the bathroom. Hey, while we're on the topic of weather and junk, Williams, you posted this yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, this can't be real, right? The sack. Oh, it's real. Boner. Look at the. So like for the people on the podcast, somebody sack posted City. a uh, the radar from yesterday's storm moving through Iowa, and there's a. Uh, well, Williams, do you want to explain? Yeah, I mean, it looks like a scrotum hanging over Sac City and then a long cylinder coming what? out from the, uh, what I would say looks like the scrotum that's hanging over Sac City. And then there's a long, and if you go to the right a little bit, there's actually red shooting there's out of the long projectile cylinder on Fort Dodge. On Fort Dodge yeah. it, it looks like the male anatomy. And I did get this from confirmed from meteorologist Brett McIntyre that this was indeed a real radar photograph. Channel 13 meteorologist Brett McIntyre. When I moved to Des Moines, I could not believe there was a town called Sac City. (laughs) (laughs) My old buddy, one of the first guys who taught me a lot about um, broadcasting at KMA, his name was Chuck Morris. Not Chuck Norris, Chuck Morris. Mm -hmm. And his relatives lived in Sac City. And every every Friday he'd leave KMA, and he'd say to me, "Yep, yeah, on my way to Sack of Shit City." <laughs> every time, I had uh, I had a character on Sound Off. His name was Dick from Sack City. <laughs> I mean, come sure on, they're great people up there. I bet we have a bunch of. You think there's a fairway in Sack City, Matt? Can you look that up? A fairway meat and grocery up there? I you doubt it. Sac City, not very big. It can't. We got be. a fairway opening here in Bondurant. I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. Can you imagine how much meat I'm going to get? Pick up the girls. Hey, girls, going to pick up some meat. Do your girls like going there? Yeah, because they like going up to that meat counter. My girls are carnivores, man. They'll eat anything that had a mom. Boy, I wish we had something like fairway down here. All right, I want to make sure we get to this topic because I wanted to touch on it on Tuesday and we didn't have time. So this Blue Jays pitcher. Oh, God, the plane story? Oh, my God, the this thing went viral. Story? Anthony Bass. So is he actually in the majors or is he a minor league? No, he's a the... major league pitcher for the okay. Blue Jays. I've never heard of him. So he's got this beautiful couple of daughters. Uh, they were... Apparently, like flying to Toronto to see him or something. I don't. I don't know how the exact situation. And here, here's his tweet. I'm going to read it out loud um, for the podcast audience. The flight attendant at United just made my 22 week pregnant wife traveling with a five and two year old get on her hands and knees to pick up popcorn mess made by my youngest daughter. Are you kidding me? With question marks, exclamation points. Well, this thing goes viral because everybody's like, you know, you've got your your real assholes are like, tell your kids to be quit being slobs. <laughs> That's what I would and say. So then, well, he kept going, and um, basically the sentiment here was, you know, pick up after your own kids. It's not the flight attendant's job. You elitist professional athlete. I'm obviously paraphrasing here. He he starts getting all sorts of hell and hate on social media. I guess here's my question, Chris, and this is a weird sensation on the day that Twitter is eliminating the blue check mark reportedly. Yeah, reportedly. Why, why I, we, we still have ours as of about ten seventeen Eastern time AM. Why did why, why is a society is if we're unhappy with something now, we immediately go to because he posted later on that United was taking care of the flight attendant who did this, whatever that means. Taking care of the flight attendant? Like they're going to offer? I don't know. 
But why as a society do we just be like, oh, I'm unhappy with something that happened at a restaurant or in this case at United. So I'm going to try and get somebody fired on social media. Yeah, that is I think that's the key here. And I don't like that at all. Why do we post it? Like, why why couldn't you just send a message to There are certain times where that is. It's okay to at a company on Twitter. I I don't know if I ever did it, but I was close to doing it um, for like a refund. We were we were supposed to go to Spain during COVID, and this airline was refusing to give us a refund, and it it took like two years for us to be refunded, like four thousand dollars. So I was getting really close to adding the airline and and trying to get an answer that way because they wouldn't they wouldn't correspond with us any other way but this is a different level where it's personal like you're trying to get a an individual in trouble for being wronged and i think that that's part that's part of the quote-unquote cancel culture you're basically trying to cancel this flight attendant get her either in trouble or fired or slapped on the wrist or humiliated publicly because you're upset with what happened on the plane i i know matt looked into this story too it certainly felt like the overwhelming response to this guy was negative for making this post to the point chris where like national media outlets were picking up this story Mm-hmm. Because of the visceral reaction. Well, it, but it. when you post something like that, you have to expect negativity coming back your way. Yeah, especially when you're a professional. You have to expect athlete. that. And there's and, so and many And I think that's what about. keeps a lot of us from posting stuff like that is you also have to be accountable because it's going to come back at you. It's going to be like, because he wasn't very clear. Like, was he on the plane too? I don't think so. I think it was just the wife. Yeah, I don't think he was there. And I'm sure the flight attendant said, hey, can you pick that up? Because they made a mess. And she was like, Wah! that's my guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't think the flight attendant was like, all right, listen here, lady. I don't care if you're 20 months pregnant. Get your ass on your hands and knees and pick up that goddamn popcorn. Or you're not getting off the plane. <laughs> don't think that happened that would be incredible now if she did that then she probably deserves to get fired right i'll just say yes. this i think these flight attendants in 2023 after covid and just everybody's just everybody just runs hot all the time right like nobody's just mm-hmm. chill anymore everybody's just mad they have a really hard job like their jobs have gotten significant i have an aunt who's a flight attendant and like some of the stories she's told me is just like Talk about a hellacious job in 2023. And people are so on edge at the airport anyways because you got connections to think about. Some people don't like flying. It's really probably best to put your phone down when you want to complain about an airline because, I mean, unless that day it was Southwest where, like, every flight got canceled, mm-hmm. right? Like, I felt like – but it's it, they, they have a really hard job, and I think a lot of people were commenting on that here. Okay, I thought about this. Okay. So, so I have ki- you know, having kids now and flying with kids, I have much more respect for people that fly alone with not, let alone one kid, two kids. Flying with, with one was, is tough enough, but with two kids by yourself, I would think that the people on the plane would see this mother struggling with two kids and help her. Baby right? bump. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So if I'm sitting behind those two kids and they're dropping popcorn on my feet, you think I'm gonna pick up? Yeah, the popcorn? we all know Help that her you out. won't. She's a she's a pregnant mom Look, driving with if, two kids by herself. Help her out. Listen, if she the flight attendants if, don't need if, to do if it. If it's but. clear that she's like really struggling and yeah. it's just it's just way too much. Okay, maybe maybe I help pick up the popcorn too. But if she's just over there, and what? Why is she sitting? Why are the two like kids together? Cro- yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I, it's it's weird. Usually you have three row, you know, three seats, and then they could all sit together. But for right. some reason, there was only two. Well, she's probably in first class now. If Van Wink, if you've got your two snot nosed kids <laughs> out in front of me dropping mm-hmm. popcorn on my feet, 
and and you're you look back at me and you're like, hey, could you help a guy out? I'm by myself with two kids. I would be like, f you right now. No, I'm not helping you out. These are your kids. Generally, what I've experienced traveling with kids is people want people are pretty helpful. If they see you with traveling with a kid, they're usually pretty interesting. Now, if that kid's being a pain in the ass and crying, yeah. then it changes. But and I don't know how these kids were acting. But maybe if they were spilling popcorn all over the place, they weren't being the best like, behaved kids. I can't imagine being that mom, like in in your scenario, Matt, and not like just having the like visceral feeling that i need to pick up that popcorn like i would it's not even that much popcorn no it's like 10 pieces pick it up who you but but matt you want all their passengers to pick it up somebody can pick it up i don't care i don't know man i don't know it, you, you don't know you we weren't matt there the we don't know how it all, all trophy went. generation everybody gets a trophy yeah, i can't pick it somebody side, should help me pick it up <laughs> Look, I've got it hard enough. I'm traveling with two kids. You're just sitting back there by yourself. Pick that shit up. Brandon says that Hassel is acting as classless as Angel Reese right now. Uh, Brandon also wanted to know, good good job here, Brandon. We we haven't hit on this. The Oakland A's are moving to Vegas. Officially. Oh, we got, we got a Bay Area native here on the program, Matty Van Wink. What do you think? This is this is a tough one. Are I'm you not an A's a, guy? I'm, no, I'm a Giants fan, so... The, I'm not as locked into this as as some, but the way that the city of Oakland has handled this debacle of fault. the stadium. Yeah, They're the ones at fault, yeah, not yes. the organization. Yeah. It's all the city of Oakland. Yeah, there was There's a proposal out there, and I don't know who put it together. I think the city, maybe somebody put it together, but a beautiful new like waterfront stadium, <laughs> smaller capacity, you know, in the Coliseum holds way too many people for right. the Oakland A's. It's, no, it's a it's football not, stadium. Right. So they've been needing a stadium for a decade or more, 20 years probably, and that stadium's just in disarray. So it's it's tough to see. You know, Oakland's, Oakland's been stripped of the Warriors, the Raiders, and now the A's. It's it's tough but to see But rightfully so, don't you think? Don't you think Oakland should be stripped of I mean, that was a, that's a terrible sports town. Yeah, a lot of that's moved to San Francisco. A lot of the, you know, the Warriors have moved to San Francisco. The Giants have always drawn more crowds. There's just a more appetite for baseball there. The, the A's do get some fans, but it's such it's, a they have stadium, to, I, though. I, I like, think the A's ownership a, knows they have to make the move. It's just not an enjoyable... I've never been there, but I've read a lot about this topic because I'm interested in... Mm-hmm. I love the business of sports, and I, I think them going to Vegas is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And... From what I've read, that like even if the A's are good, it's such a terrible experience going to that stadium that nobody right. wants to go. Well, that's the thing is they want they had this proposal to build this beautiful stadium right on the water, twenty five thousand people I think twenty two thousand, pretty small, quaint, quaint stadium. But I, I just don't think there was enough interest in the community, and I think that was their concern is that it, it would just be another money pit. You know, they wouldn't profit so. I think the A's ownership knows they have to make the move. Well, I'm excited for them to go to Vegas. They've got to make it an indoor stadium there, right? Like, you can't have Yeah, August. you have to. I mean, you, it has to be at least a retractable roof, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're playing you're playing in the summertime, there's no chance. Jesus. Well, and it's I would want to go to those games. Like, And I don't even watch. know how often they'd be able to have that roof open, even if it is retractable. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Simon chimes in on our uh, popcorn debate. Matt is the Cali guy. Somebody will pick that up. Chris is the mid guy, Midwest guy. Yeah, I'll just pick it up. And then you got Hassel, the far right East Coast. I'm not wait, wait, picking up. What do you after mean far right? <laughs> you mean like far right on the map? I meant politically. I was just screwing with you. you yeah. Pick up after your own goddamn kids. I'm not touching it. Look. I have a feeling you wouldn't even know this is happening. You would have your AirPods on. You're either asleep or watching a movie. You have no idea these I kids I have a are tough time there. sleeping on a plane. It, it, it all depends on the circumstances. I mean, if this poor woman is really struggling and I'm in a good mood, you know, maybe I just pick it up. I, I don't know. But you made it very clear you're not picking up this this 
popcorn. You've made under it normal circumstances. No, I mean if it's just a, if she's, I mean if she's not like crying and she would have to be making. I I would have to feel really 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 bad for this woman. I actually think that the the flight attendant probably should have just picked it up. Honestly, like in a in no. a real world. No, listen Come to on. me. Hold on. Just stop it. What bothered me about this, like, I think like most flight attendants would be like, oh, let me help you with that. And they'll get their little, I think that that's how it would normally go. I've For never reason, seen a flight attendant pick up a bunch of child food off the floor in the middle of the oh, flight. Oh, most flight attendants are very accommodating as far as children. Yeah, they're accommodating, but they're not going to. I think the problem here is not any of that. It's the fact that this bass guy went on Twitter and, and reacted the way that he did. That was the problem of this story. Cole couldn't be more wrong about me on planes. He says, Hassel, are you the guy that leans the seat back with shoes and socks off? No. See, I, I am a very strict airline etiquette follower. I'm six foot two, and I will never lean my seat back, ever. It won't happen because you should not lean your seat back. You should not really? take your shoes off. I lean my seat back. You you shouldn't do it. That is very that is that is against airline etiquette. Well, then why do they have little buttons? They, that you pretty can lean soon they won't. Pretty soon the seats will not lean back. But it is very uh, um, the the only time. I would ever consider it is if I can see the person behind me yeah, is being I, an asshole I, leaning back. Well, okay. I usually look, and if it's like a small person behind me or a kid or whatever, then I'll lean back. If it's somebody like who's six foot six, I won't do it. I always take that look when I get on the plane. Who takes uh, their shoes off on a plane? Uh, a lot of people do. Really? A lot of people wear sandals without socks. Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm, he says that you shouldn't even wear shorts on a plane. Why? Too much too much skin, too much thigh. You didn't want to see that. It's like seeing a foot. Oh, I wear flip-flops without socks all the time. It's like my go-to this time of year. There was a debate going around like a couple months ago about wearing sweatpants on an airplane you sh if you should like dress up to fly is it okay to wear sweatpants or comfortable clothing on an airplane that's all i wear on airplanes yeah you have comfortable, to be comfortable. Clothing. i mean i'm not dressing like a slot i mean it's not like sweatpants with holes in them it's I, it's kind of a you know pullover like this that i'm wearing right now kind of like a you know golf pullover or whatever and um almost like exercise pants not sweatpants per se like the sweatpants we wore as kids do you wear the fanny pack over your shoulder <laughs> what is with this this started about five years ago what's up with these guys wearing fanny packs around their shoulders man yeah, this do you see this a lot chris this is not and, happening and in the midwest this doesn't I, happen in the Midwest. I have not. I've never seen a man walking around like this. Oh my god! It is everywhere down here, and I'm telling you, it's people like in their forties. They will wear a fanny pack around. Is that Keith wearing it? Is Keith, wow, Murphy's wearing is a that fanny a pack. Oh, but Keith's wearing it around his waist. In this picture, these a sign that says "Happy Dick" behind him. So, you, Williams, are you telling me that you don't see people, so you don't see guys wearing fanny packs around their shoulders? Maybe. I mean, I guess maybe if I'd hang out in, like, the East Village more, maybe I'd see it. But I, mean, I, I this certainly is all don't see it up on, down You see it up on Iowa State every once in a while. A anybody that's fr that's aged, like, What do they got in there? To like, 50. their wallet and phone? That's what I like, want to know. What are, you, what are you storing in there? Right. What do you put? And, and they wear it all night. Like, they'll go out and they'll wear that. They'll wear it to dinner. They'll wear it out dancing. What are you doing? It, would, it, it seems very cumbersome to me. I don't think yes, I'd want that around my and, But I think they, you know, I have a coworker that the, the first time I ever saw it was my coworker, Tommy Tran, who's from the Bay Area, Matt, like you. He's, His name's he's Tommy about, Tran? Yeah, he's about two or three years older than me. 
And this was like five years ago, and he showed up, and I said, what the hell are you doing wearing a fanny pack around your shoulder? He goes, well, it's a style. I said, what? What are you talking about? Why would you do that? And then sure enough, I start seeing more and more and more, and now it's it's everywhere. Something I noticed moving from the Bay Area to the Midwest, every fashion trend takes about five years. <laughs> yeah. No, you're there. right. I'm serious. I got relatives, younger um, guys about your age, Matt, a little bit younger, who are my cousins. And How old Phoenix. is Matt? Matt, what are you, 32? Yeah, 32. It does. It takes about five years for everything to get from California to here. Uh, and, and in this case, Florida. You're not, I can promise you, you go downtown to reclaimed rails in Bondurant, ain't nobody wearing a fanny pack around their shoulder. I promise you that. Well, you know what? Hey, you head out to West Glen. I guarantee you'll see. <laughs> or if you head to Circa in uh, beautiful Las Vegas, I bet you'd see it too. You know what they carry in those things? That's where they keep their anal pot suppositories. Good reason to... Uh, that's where they keep their pube dubs. Finish up today's show. Uh, you, we're not disappointed. If, if you wanted to come here and hear us break down spring football, you are vastly disappointed. <laughs> Thanks to Matt Van Winkle. This was a top five show. <laughs> He's Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. We are presented, as always, by Fairway Meat and Grocery. Signing off today from the Channel Seed Studios on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.